0: We are rolling now, (laughs) counting us down, three, two,
1: you're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and
0: Tari J. Let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And if this is your first time listening, what we do here is we introduce each other to different media, whether it be movies, music, television, spoken word, books, experiences, things that have built us up as people, and we hope that in sharing it, it builds you up. We are the retrospective that is introspective.
1: Uh, all of my experiences are media and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. The, the medium is the message. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um... Uh, long
1: live the new flesh.
0: I don't understand any of this. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: make you. Pretty soon, I'm gonna make you watch video drum, and you'll understand all of it. Okay. Well, the medium I, is the message. It's like a, that's a real thing, but but long live the new <laughs> flesh is a is a video drum thing. Got it. Okay.
0: Um, so today <laughs> we're talking about uh, Howard the Duck from 1986, which is the year that I was born, the year of our savior.
1: Which is me. So you were you were born the same year as Marvel movies, not yeah. the Marvel movies that we know today, certainly, but the first the first big screen Marvel venture. Yeah, we've uh, we've come some distance since then. A little I, bit. I like to think of this as the real Endgame. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's an Ouroboros. It all comes back to Howard the Duck eventually. That's how they beat Thanos. Yo, I saw that movie. That's how they beat Thanos, is Howard's just like, give me that guitar, and he rocks out and shit. Uh-huh. And Thanos is just like, yo, if I had if I had found you when I was younger, I wouldn't be so angry. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm done. I'm laying down my sword. Yo, hand me a guitar. Let's fucking jam, Howard. Right, yeah. Let's jam. And all the Avengers are like, the fuck is happening?
0: <laughs> and then... Uh, and then Rocket's like, it's what Quill did. It's like the the, the dance-off, except it's with music. I, I like your Rocket. It's
1: perfect. It's dead on.
0: Um,
1: JK, none of that were spoilers for Endgame if you haven't seen yeah, it have yet. Uh, but... Wouldn't it be amazing if one person sitting in traffic was like, "Oh shit, that's what they do in that movie. That's amazing. I got to see that shit right now." Fucking takes their car, hard turns to the right, crashes off the off the overpass, uh-huh. just drives right to the theater, barges in, sits down on somebody. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: well cuz most uh uh, theaters have, re- uh, you know, reserve seating and all
1: that. Right, jazz. just sits down on somebody. And of course, yeah. security comes in immediately, but he grabs onto the seat. Uh-huh. And so for three straight hours, security is trying to pry his hands off of the seat. And he's just like, no, no, no. For <laughs> three hours. And he just starts singing the Howard the Duck theme. <laughs> Howard the <da>, Duck. <da>, like, laugh
0: <laughing. laughs> <laughs> the ushers are like yeah um we're gonna give you all a refund um we we understand this
1: isn't the preferred viewing experience. and the, uh, the rest of the audience is just like Shh, and they're fixated on the screen it's like it's not taking them out of it at all <laughs> oh man it's a good movie
0: it is it's, it's very great. It's very captivating
1: yeah totally um so this I, movie
0: though <laughs> this movie i brought in um this was actually one of my favorite movies as a kid um, which is funny because it, it is also like one of the biggest nightmare uh, movies I had as a kid because of the,
1: the demon creatures. Yeah, the like, there's like oh, three Rancors at the end coming out of a portal.
0: Yeah, and they I would like have legit nightmares about those creatures
1: because they were scary. I, also, I, like, I feel like Demon Jeffrey Jones is even scarier than the – because like now coming to it because I had not – I'd actually not seen this movie in its entirety mm-hmm. and the – Big sections of it that I have seen, I saw a very long time ago, and they had so faded from my memory that it completely context-free. I had no idea how to interpret what I remembered. Uh, seeing it now, I was just very taken with, I'm jumping right to the end because you brought up the Rancor monsters, um, just very taken with the, the stop-motion uh, puppetry yeah, of it all. Mm -hmm. i I miss i miss i get that we can do so much more now with cg i get it and some cg is very pretty i miss practical stop motion like where you could tell it's a miniature that they they just they blew up to that size Mm -hmm. i miss that well yeah i feel like this movie had kind of the
0: same uh effects aesthetic as like ghostbusters where a lot of the like blasts and energy is like hand-drawn like animation which is really cool yes Um, It like adds an extra like now uh, our effects are like CG and so they try to put in a layer of like realism. It's like, yes, if someone had fire around them, it would look like this. But no, in, in that phase or that era, like if someone had fire around them, it was just like cartoon fire and it would just be like blazing from their hands just like a little aura and you're like yep that's how it
1: works that's exactly what fire looks like yeah (laughs) that's that's uh that's how you know it's dangerous is if it looks like that because if it doesn't look like a cartoon perfectly safe exactly just like real
0: fire when i see one in the forest i'm like that's not cartoonish and so i run into it yeah
1: not dangerous at all let's set up camp here yeah (laughs) and everyone's looking at each other like no, what's happening, <laughs> Tari? Wait, yeah. And you're just running.
0: You're fucking booking it and shit. And it's it's weird though, because like every time I do that, I
1: wake up in a hospital and I have no idea why. Like maybe I just don't bring enough water, but but also you wake up without any visible burns or scarring whatsoever, and everybody's wondering how you're the only survivor of this disaster. Right, and then. Samuel L. Jackson, with his fragile bones, tracks you down, mm-hmm. and is like, "I've been searching for you, comic books." <laughs> that's what that movie's about. It, it's exactly what it's about, and that's exactly how he talks in it. Mm-hmm. Look at my tall hair, comic books. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: I like to imagine that comic books is is his. You know how every rapper. Has like some kind of signature, like phrase or sound or thing that they make, like how Will um,
1: Smith is like, yeah, uh, all woo! the time, yeah. yeah, 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 that. But his is comic, comic books. books. <laughs> <laughs> and, like he puts the emphasis on books, yeah, right. So <laughs> just, I just got distracted by the image of Sam Jackson with the tall hair, just sitting there muttering to himself, comic books. <laughs> comic books. And, like, somebody comes into the art gallery, and they're like, hello? And he's just like, comic books. And they're like, all right, I'm going to shop somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And then Rocket jumps down and is like, <laughs> hey, he's, he's telling. <laughs> like, like, he
0: also <laughs> understands comic book language in addition to I am Groots. And so he's like, oh, he's trying to tell you this is a classic piece by Alan Moore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alan Moore didn't draw
0: them. Doesn't matter. That's why it's so classic.
1: It's like a stick figure that it also has super offensive language all around it, um, and it's just problematic. So this feels like it was drawn by a grumpy person. <laughs> um. So
0: yeah, I um I feel like I've forgotten all of the middle section. Like I remembered. Um I remembered Howard being coming to earth and I remember that um that Leah Thompson existed and then I remember all of the monster stuff. I didn't remember anything that happened in between there. Um which was an interesting thing to come into now, as an adult, and I realize also how
1: inappropriate this movie is for children. It's it's incredible how aggressively it changes tone and how quickly. Yes. Because, um, like, they're, they're like duck tits all over the place. But one of the first things you see is duck boobs, which also uh, anatomically raises a whole bunch of questions. Because mm-hmm. that ain't how ducks work. But then again, I suppose you could argue nothing in the movie is indicative of how ducks work right exactly they're just like
0: they're ducks they're the duck humans so like you know i assume they have regular human penises instead of the like corkscrew that they usually have i also assume that like they have like traditional nipples even though like ducks don't breastfeed in in the way that mammals do um so i imagine they just it's like how male nipples are and that they're like they're they're They should have evolved away, but they just still exist. Sure.
1: Yeah. We do establish, uh, I guess by implication, he must have something resembling a human uh, junk area. Yes. Homeboy's literally got a condom in his wallet.
0: Yeah. Like a person condom. Unpackaged. Yeah. And it looks linty. Gross. Possibly used. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like he was like, I'm going to save this for later. And like (laughs) rolled it back up. I'm going to do expensive. Experiments
1: with it. <laughs> I'm a duck scientist now. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they do. Yeah. That's all. That's the only field of duck science. Speaking of duck science, right? We're talking about how these uh, uh, interplanetary ducks evolved the way they did. Uh, I, I was very tickled by the fact that Tim Robbins had an evolutionary chart for these space ducks just ready to go. Well, technically.
0: It was the regular evolutionary chart, and he was like, "Just imagine it over the one that's already there." So, like,
1: it was all in the mind's eye, baby. Nah, I'm a literalist now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. This movie doesn't make logical sense, so I hated it. Oh damn. Well,
0: that sucks for you, buddy, because it was delightfully '80s. It had it had all the aesthetic flair of uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
1: two. Um, I could see that as a point of comparison, especially with the, the animatronic head of the lead character. Yeah, it does feel very. And TMNT. it ended with a, a
0: song about the main character, same way that Turtles Two did. Um, where they had the the ninja was, rap. The, that was the one with the rap. Okay. Yes, it was.
1: Secret of the ooze.
0: Um, you, you know the far superior, uh, tonally consistent second
1: it's <laughs> turtle. The, it's movie. the Godfather Part Two of. Turtle Ninja movies. Exactly. I gotta go back and check those out. I haven't seen any of those movies in a very long time. Uh, from what I remember,
0: one was great, two was bonkers, and then three they were just like let's throw everything out the window. So there's time travel. That's right. This time travel there's time travel one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. Yep. It's not. It's like it's. It third one was so bad that when they created TMNT the uh, CG animated movie. Yes, they decided it was gonna take place after two and ignore everything that happened in three. I did see that
1: TMNT, and I don't remember that either.
0: Um, it was great. I don't even remember I sharing. It I don't remember sharing continuity. Like that's how little I remember it. Um, I mean it's it's minimal. It just takes place like it it uh basically takes place after uh Splinter is gone, and so where. Uh everyone was sad in the third one about Splinter being gone um and they travel in time this one they all it actually explores how they react to having to be the new leaders and so Raphael decides to become a vigilante
1: that, okay, and I remember that uh, and yeah, doesn't he yeah. fight Leonardo at
0: one point yes yeah. um and it's epic and it's great uh TMNT guys highly recommended um it's very fun i wish they would have done like a a CG or, like, an animated version of uh, Howard the Duck. I mean, the the thing is, is it bombed
1: really badly in theaters. A- everyone hated it, it from the sound of it. And it, it dinged a couple careers. Like, Leah Thompson was afraid she wasn't going to get work, so she just jumped into the next movie she could get. Yeah. Which I think was some kind of wonderful. Maybe. Which John Hughes wrote, so you could do worse.
0: Yeah. I only know her from... This movie and Back to the Future.
1: Yes, Leah Thompson, if you don't know the name, she is Lorraine, uh, Marty's mother, yeah. in, in those films. Foxy in both of them, though. Yum, yum. Um, I do remember... Sorry, I'm still on Turtles, man. I remember in the first Turtle movie, <laughs> you see their origin, right? You yeah. see like when Splinter finds them. Right. And I'm sure I wouldn't feel this way now, but the, the image, which is probably not even accurate, the image that I have in my head of the... Like baby turtles that he finds is fucking haunting. Yeah, just they're all animatronic and weird. It's, it was it's like a, it's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> they're very very upsetting looking in my head. Probably.
0: Um, fun fact: I don't know if you know this about the Ninja Turtles. This is a Ninja Turtle podcast now, guys. Um, but they. Are supposed to take place in the same universe as the Punisher or no, as Daredevil. Daredevil yes. Yeah.
1: I, if I remember correctly, the original Turtles comics, their origin is tied into Daredevil's origin, right? Like yeah. the same hazardous waste material that, that gave Murdoch, yeah. yeah, is also responsible for creating the turtles. Yeah. I did know that. Um so but fun it's, fact. It's always fun to be reminded.
0: Yeah. Uh this is for everyone at home, everyone who's not a giant Fucking nerd, <laughs> and now they hang out with Batman a whole bunch. Um, yeah, as they should. Huh. Um, which is weird, but um, they're all—they all got ninja skills. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I just—I just wish that they had given Howard the Duck a, a second chance. Like a lot of, a lot of what I feel this uh, movie's failure was is because it just didn't know what it was, and it, it never like congealed how like in in any one direction like they were like do we want to be a a raunchy adult oriented thing do we want to be a a detective thing do we just want to be a fish out of water like right what do we want to be and like they had so many people audition
1: for Howard and they had so many people audition for Beverly um they had people like like John Cusack and Jason Alexander I think Mm -hmm. auditioned to be the voice yeah yeah and
0: so I think it just never really picked a direction and was just like, we're a generic 80s
1: movie. right. And the source material, uh, the the Steve Gerber comics, uh way more noirish, way more satirical. and I believe originally that was the intention for the movie, and then all of that got stripped away. Yeah, and as you say, they it doesn't feel like they settled on one thing to put in its place. right, which is a bummer because like,
0: yeah, the the original Howard the Duck character, though he looks like Donald Duck, um has a a lot more going for him. He's he is like a, a hard-line detective and he is very like hardcore. Um I was trying to find a cool hardcore duck uh pun, but there was nothing there. Uh Nope, yep, yeah, you're thinking about I'm, it. I I think yeah, I'm trying. It's hard. Um but and so, like, if they had, maybe if this was made a little bit later um, and they were able to have a little bit more of a, like, I don't know, Dick Tracy feel. I don't remember when Dick Tracy came out. I want to say it was, like, the early 90s. Um, I think maybe if it was made around that time, they could have capitalized on that feeling. Yeah. And they could have just had it be a duck, but Dick Tracy. Duck Tracy, if you will. Um, I
1: like it. Yeah. Uh, it sells itself.
0: <laughs> I think it, that's actually a character from Darkwing Duck. But uh, now we're
1: going to get sued. I don't care. Like, you could have pled ignorance, and now that you've said that, they know that you know, and you transgressed anyway. Well, come at me, bro.
0: Kill me. Do it. I don't care. Yeah. If you If you try,
1: I'll just duck.
0: Mm, yeah you mm, feel it
1: um and then you very quietly hear pew, pew, and you're like why does my head hurt and you turn around and you see michael ironsides making finger crystals at you and shit <laughs> scandia boom all right Ooh. it's uh it's what we call a callback nice it's a very indulgent callback as i'm calling back to ourselves uh-huh
0: well, that's how callbacks work. I'm It'd not- be weird if you called back to something that, like, was unrelated. You're like, ha-ha, this is a callback to an episode of how did this get made that you may or may not have heard. Ooh, baby. I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just wish it was more successful. Uh, this was such a, a failure that uh, Lucas, he staked, like, the 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 financial security of his company on its success, which uh, I guess time has shown that it was for the best. Yes. But he ended up having to sell his like CGI branch of his company, which ultimately became Pixar.
1: Yes. Um, which did ultimately, yes. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't know that Pixar was once basically an arm of, of Lucasfilm. Right. And yes, uh, that I think worked out. Toy Story 4! <laughs> <laughs> Forky, Forky's my dude.
0: I didn't see the. I don't what? <laughs> Forky, dude.
1: <laughs> Come on, you're not. You don't know Forky? No, you're not about that Forky life. I I'm not. He's like a. He's like a spork with googly eyes and pipe cleaners for hands that I oh. guess a kid made, and he came to life. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be a toy. He just wants to be used to eat things, and then get thrown in the trash and and enter into blissful non-existence is what I gathered from the trailer
0: he's like the mr. me seeks of of (laughs) toys yes yes,
1: is actually it sounds very much like that that sounds terrible is existence is a nightmare a little bit yeah um okay I haven't
0: seen the trailer I avoided it because I want to go in real clean
1: I am uh I'm looking forward to the key and peel plushy characters oh cool yeah yeah, I like that. I like that. Jordan Peele at one point said, "I, I think I'm basically done with acting for a bit." But. Toy Story Four, you say? <laughs> Plushy character, you say? Pew pew. Scanned. <laughs> <laughs> Though
0: technically, with the way that uh, animation happens, is he could have recorded the voices
1: for it many years before he was famous. Yes, they, he recorded the voices for Toy Story 4 in 1987. Yeah, the year after Howard the Duck. He was so inspired by Howard the <laughs> Duck. he was like, let me go record lines for a film that won't happen for decades. Yeah, a sequel to three other films that likewise will not happen for some time.
0: <laughs> well, they were just wild lines from from like uh, a college project and they're like, all right, we're just gonna pull these. It's gonna be it's so good. We'll just animate around it. No need to give it context. <laughs>
1: Um, oh, and man. he just
0: happened to be talking about penises And he's like, that's that's your Woody And you're like, oh man, it works so well No <laughs> Oh, did I ruin your childhood? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to drop down the spoiler wall right now um, I feel like Howard the Duck is a pretty difficult movie to spoil Boil.
0: i know but if you're if you're listening to this and you're like i need i need to see this failure for
1: myself um then this would be the time to go do that um i will say like you you talked about though you you wish that they had taken another run at it yeah right and i i do feel like for the longest time howard the duck was synonymous with this movie which was synonymous in a lot of people's minds with failure right uh almost a comedic level of failure failure of uh Catastrophic, mountain-like proportions. Yeah. But in the time since, I feel like the character's reputation. I feel like there's been a little bit of uh, rehabilitation on the part of uh, the reputation of that character. He's popped up in both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, voiced by Seth Green. Yeah. Wears a very nice suit. Uh, the there were some Howard the Duck comics. I think uh, relatively recently that I uh, pretty well received from what I remember. Yeah. And of course now uh, Hulu is doing four. Marvel animated series, one of which is Howard the Duck, which is uh, going to be co-run by Kevin Smith. Oh, I didn't know about that. They're doing it like Patton Oswald's doing a Modok show. Interesting. Yeah, I'm f- f- glad somebody's finally doing Modok. Oh yeah, even yeah, big been waiting for Modok. I I assumed somewhere in the back of my head that we'd never get Modok in a movie, and as soon as they they put like Ego the Living Planet in Guardians Volume Two, I went maybe there's a chance. Yeah. And uh, we made it through Endgame. Spoilers. Uh, Modoc is not in Avengers. End- that Modoc does not defeat Thanos oh, for them. Come on, man. You ruined it for me. Yeah. I'm not going to go see it now at all.
0: <laughs> Good. Tell me where your <laughs> tickets were for.
1: And they need my business. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, there's a, a mini Howard resurgence happening. And if that show proves successful, proves popular, then I feel like we can now have a very different conversation about the character of Howard the Duck. I agree. Um, Yeah.
0: I think that... And I'm... I think that with Kevin Smith at the helm, like, it definitely will be entertaining at the very least. I have no idea what what that looks like, but I am looking forward to it. I mean, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be referential. And I... Like, I I wonder if it will just... I assume it'll have its own continuity. Like, it won't be any in any reference to, like, the MCU or anything like that.
1: Likely not the MCU, but they're doing four. They're doing Howard the Duck, they're doing MODOK, and a couple others that I cannot remember at the moment, but they are all going to crossover.
0: Okay. So then, basically, he'll be able to just help build their own universe, which I think will be really fun. It'll be... uh, uh, He'll probably bring all his friends... Um, minus, uh, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Or maybe they'll have little bit parts. Who knows? Um, and Ben Affleck as Howard the Duck. <laughs> hey, y'all, Brooklyn. No, where's he from? Boston?
1: Boston! <laughs> yep. It's me,
0: Boston Jones. Boston There's Jones. The duck.
1: <laughs> uh, that's exactly how they sound there. Yeah, yep. exactly. I've been to Boston it's before. It's like you're a native. Yeah. See, guys, it's because
0: I went to Harvard. Um, I didn't. I've never. I hear it's real white there. Um, But uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I hope that they do lean into the the detective aspect. And, and I assume that since it is Kevin Smith, he'll, he'll be able to have a little bit of freedom and, and he won't have any like executive notes keeping them i'm making i'm making um hand gestures like i'm tightening a vice uh he won't have any executives clamping down with the clamps
1: you know (sighs) what i'm talking about yes uh i it hard to say right because it's technically still a disney property yeah and i would assume that they don't they don't they don't go for uh they don't go for uh not vice (laughs) they don't go they don't go for not
0: the vice oh okay well they don't own vice so that's nice
1: (gasps) that yet that's true they're gonna own everything they're going to own this show before much longer that'd be cool that'd actually be pretty great please buy
0: this show we will sell low hell yeah no we won't bro you gotta, you got guys, you, you gotta, you gotta buy me out. No, you sweet, if you want me to sell out, you gotta pay top dollar. You
1: you sweet talk, man. Low for Disney is like in the high $400 million range. Right, but I want them to know that I have like pride and stuff. Nah.
0: You know? Nah. Yeah. They, they dig it. They love when you have pride. Nah. You know? Mm. They made a whole rock based on it. Ugh. Come on. You get it. Ugh. You get it. Um, But your your hubris your hubris will be the end of us all <laughs> I mean I think that now that Disney owns a bunch of different properties like they they're essentially keeping it within the range of the demographics so things that are more like PG 13 are going to be allowed to be that like I think that like because they, they, they understand where the lines are and, and how much they can get away with so I think that like they have, I mean, they have movies that have swearing and they have movies with decapitations in it and they have movies with, I don't know,
1: butts. Butts. It's true. Yeah. They do have butts in some of their films. I mean, well, well, too, Disney has owned Miramax forever uh, and through Miramax because it's, a, it's an offshoot. They don't have to release it under the Disney banner. You can push it a lot more. I'm wondering if they're going to keep Fox as a uh, separate banner in the same way. Like, uh, I think Feige was talking about Deadpool and it's like okay well now that you own That character you're gonna keep it R rated or you're gonna Disney it up and whatnot and Kevin Feige Was basically like look that shit ain't broke So we're not fixing it yeah So I guess in a world where that's true I suppose it's not outside The realm of possibility that we could get more uh, Duck boobs and, and I mean duck condoms In this, I don't one. need Duck boobs and duck condoms
0: I do Need like actual cigar chomping I do need actual like Um like Foul, foul-mouthed ducks. Ugh. Yeah. No. Um. But the biggest appeal of this movie to me is all the puns. That's to me the highest appeal. I
1: think it's probably why I like puns now because of *Howard the Duck*. Yeah. You can. You think you could trace a line, a direct line back to this movie? Hell yeah! All right. Splash dance. Um, splash
0: dance. <laughs> splash. Oh so uh <laughs> for for people who haven't seen this movie, um just a quick breakdown of what happens is uh Howard sitting in his lonely living room uh, gets sucked through a time and space portal, and he goes through a series of apartments, duck boobs appear, um and then he ends up on our world, he gets drugged into a club that uh, like these degenerates grab him take him through this club and then he uh later it helps thwart a i don't know like a robbery or so, of some sorts when uh, Beverly played by Leah Thompson is being
1: accosted by these other degenerates it's not explicitly clear what they're attempting to do here but i assume it isn't nice. Yes. And she won't like it. No, not at all. Um, and he uses quack foo,
0: uh, in order to defeat them. And then she gives him a place to stay and takes her, takes him to the local scientist in training slash museum janitor played by Tim Robbins. Who's who's, given quite the performance. Oh, he's, he's going all out. Um, he's an Oscar winner, right? Uh, Not at the time. Okay, Uh, no, but in general, uh, I assume that this performance ultimately led to his being casted in Shawshank Redemption. They were like, we've seen what you can do in Howard the Duck, and
1: buddy, this is the place for you. Like, any award he's gotten since is really more of a, you're such a great actor, and we're giving it to you for this role because you really should have gotten it for that Duck movie. Exactly. Um,
0: So... (laughs) You could say they treated him foul.
1: You I guess, think he I guess won a I,
0: webby award.
1: Uh, I, I feel like I could say either of those things and I wouldn't because yeah. I need to retain what little shred of dignity. <laughs> I still have,
0: you know, I'd say that that role really paid is bills. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> um, But basically, once he. uh, Once uh, Tim. What's his name? Tim Robbins. (laughs) Once Tim Robbins' character um, connects with these other scientists who have been working with this giant laser, they find out that Howard was pulled through a portal at the same time that they started running the laser, which means that the laser works and they can start pulling other people
1: from other places. This uh, other scientist by the way played by Jeffrey Jones who I had no idea was in this. Yeah. Um do you think that uh good friend of the show Caprice will be
0: mad that we did a Jeffrey Jones show without her?
1: Furious. If she yeah. doesn't
0: come back, y'all know why.
1: Yep. We we Jonesed uh illicitly. Yeah. It's actually it's a kind of gross joke to make.
0: It maybe. Yeah. I didn't know until Con-
1: the on tick. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, that's my you're, context sound. You're ruining the audio quality <laughs> of this podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, he's in it, and he plays a. He ends up playing the main bad guy for a while. For a
1: while, and yeah. then is no longer the main bad guy. Yep, due to unexplained science, it turns out the main bad guy is a miniature stop motion puppet. <laughs> yeah as all bad guys are <laughs> the real ills of the
0: world <laughs> um so the, we get so here's what happens uh, the the laser bring like the laser malfunctions and he becomes possessed by uh a what do they call like themselves dark the dark overlords, overlords which is a, is a a known reoccurring marvel bad guy named throg or thog one of those two um what i believe it yep you sound you sound very convinced thanks (laughs) um i couldn't remember the name thog and uh so it's 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 a thing uh but he you essentially see him going through this transformation and leah thompson and and howard don't believe him in any way shape or form. He's like, "I'm literally dying from the inside out." And they're like, "You just need some water." It's it like it was it's almost a sad scene as he's like, "My insides are being devoured." And they're like, "You're so dramatic." <laughs> like up until he starts shooting lasers from his from his skin, are they do they finally take him seriously? And there's that moment when he goes, "I'm dead." And like the <laughs> The other entity takes over, and he's like,
1: "Yes, I'm, I'm something I'm else, else now."
0: <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, you guys, you had to watch this guy slowly die. <laughs> like, no one's helping him." <laughs> it's so, um, but it leads to probably one of the best scenes in the whole movie, the, which is the, the diner. diner scene. Yeah. yeah, which I didn't know. So the waitress character, um, just credited as waitress. Um, people. She had like a weird cult following where people were like, "Man, this Breakout's, like side character, she's like the Barb of this movie." She's a great character. Um, she was very fun and she had like a lot of personality. She even looks like Barb.
1: Um, do it's you true. watch?
0: Yeah, do you watch Stranger Things? I
1: saw the first season. Okay, I, I understand so you know the reference. Who Barb is, yes, yes, I under right. She's in a handful of scenes and yeah, then. And they get no justice. No justice for bar, No justice for um, bar. The, the real ills of the world. It's true. Um, uh, th- something I really liked about this diner is uh, at a certain point it cuts to an exterior of the diner. And the big sign up top, it's the diner sign. And then over it somebody slapped uh, Cajun. Uh-huh. And then over that somebody slapped Sushi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Cause sometimes you just got to rebrand. <laughs> you know, maybe they were canceled for a while.
1: <laughs> who was canceled the diner (laughs) yeah um (laughs) the diner tweeted bad things cancel it um yeah uh but
0: i i really liked this this diner scene because of how bonkers it was yes um like at a certain point these truckers start making fun of howard And they decide that they're going to cook him. And so they like start strapping him to a table and they're, they're like putting basil in his mouth and like sprinkling salt all over his body. And the only way that Howard gets free is that he essentially convinces uh, the entity inside of Jeffrey Jones that they're laughing at him. Mm-hmm. Like I almost expected to hear the Carrie, like they're
1: all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> um,
0: just just like a little bit. Um, which then leads to this crazy psychic destruction of this this diner where he starts blasting people. You hear the Wilhelm scream all over the place. Um, and he just starts ripping everything apart. Um, I think that to me I'm glad I didn't remember this scene cuz I got to experience it again yeah. for the first time.
1: Yeah. I uh there's a lot quite a bit to take in uh which beginning with as you say all of these these ruffians these these no good nicks, their immediate impulse when they see something unfamiliar to them is kill it and eat it. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me. That's <laughs> not where my head would go. Like even if I was so Uh, opposed to and or terrified of the other or the perceived other, I don't think I would immediately jump to let's kill it and eat it.
0: I mean, it's what our ancestors would have done. You know, they're like, me unfamiliar must consume. That's how we got apples.
1: (laughs) Is it? Yeah. (laughs) I suppose, actually, I suppose that's how we got any food, right? Somebody at a certain point had to go, Oh, maybe I'll try eating that. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, we have to, we do it less so now because all of our food is just served to
1: us. Right. You know, are we making new food? Like, are there new types of food yet to be discovered? Obviously, there are plenty of different combinations. Right. But those are combinations that, Of foods that we already know of, yeah. Do you think somewhere, maybe uh, the one of the last patches of undestroyed Earth out there, like maybe where there's one of the remaining undiscovered tribes? Do you think there's a food, some kind of new form of edible? that we are not familiar with. Can you imagine, can you imagine if we found out, like if you got a news alert on your phone, new food discovered and you'd be like, oh my God, I got to know more about this. What does that mean? And yeah. it's just something that we don't have a word for yet. We, we got to be shown how to eat it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like that's, that's the thing to live for. Yeah. I'm going to try and live until that happens.
0: Um, I mean, I guess at that point it's a race between something new being discovered and the earth, essentially being destroyed by man so oh, who knows?
1: that's a good point on a long enough timeline all of the food is new again yeah because everything will have burned down and started over right or everything is just part plastic
0: it's like now we got all these crazy plastic fish and so you have to like cut around the plastic in order to eat the meat um because wow. that's the ocean that we've created it's pretty that's pretty messed up and tragic i mean that's the state of our
1: world we really are though like right in in a sense the People who try to kill and eat Howard are the most human characters in the movie. Yep. Because that's actually really, that's, that's, it's, uh, they represent all of humanity and Howard is the world. Hmm.
0: Yeah. This podcast just got really deep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did it? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) It got as deep as the ocean, which has all the plastic in it. <laughs> Guys, I just need you to know that there's plastic in the ocean, and there needs to be something done about it. Guys, stop buying plastic <laughs> products.
1: <laughs> uh, cut the cut the little rings on your when you get when you get your sodi pop. Yes, cut please the, cut the little rings on there so you don't kill the fish. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so it's uh, a PSA. It's your environmental PSA. Uh, <laughs> uh, Green New Deal. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. But yeah. So then I feel like the movie from this moment on just goes
1: completely off the rails. You wait the implication there is it was once on the rails. It was somewhat on the rails in that like
0: you had a, a, you had a goal. It was to get Howard home. Right. And then it just becomes a bonker. Like, because from this point here, the like Leah, Leah Thompson gets uh, kidnapped. And so you're hanging out with this transforming Jeffrey Jones. Right. But also you have this insane, unnecessary, uh, like police chase in which Howard and uh, Tim Robbins are on this
1: flying machine. Yes, this flying sequence goes on for quite a while. Yeah. Like we we lost all concept of
0: like, and, and for, for some reason the way that time moves is is changes like they get the 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 flying machine at night and then it's daytime when they're on it and like then Leah Thompson and and the the dark overlord there it's morning for them and they're at a power plant doing power stuff like what is happening time
1: works differently in the quantum realm that's true um
0: it's, it's it's a marvel staple like it's being established right in this moment. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um but- I guess you could you maybe the, that's where the rancor monsters come from. We don't know like that laser seems to just arbitrarily open a portal. So for all we know, that's the quantum realm. That's true. Janet's in there. We got to go get her back. Oh no. Not Janet. But like the, the movie we missed is when they get sucked back into the portal. Yeah fucking Michelle Pfeiffer's just got like a bow staff and has to fight them all Mm -hmm. using fucking quack foo and shit. Hell yeah. I'd like to imagine like right before she was
0: about to fight them they started getting sucked away and she's like woof really avoided that fight and then on the other side Howard and them destroy the the laser and they come back and she's like ah god damn it I just got comfortable (laughs) 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 Um, that's the sound the staff makes when she hits them. Right of course. Yeah. Duh (laughs) um But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, everyone meets back up at, at in Lasertown, which is the laser facility. Town. And uh, we, one, find out that there's this rad quantum laser that um, that was made for the military. And two, it is just powerful enough to
1: remove a monster from a transformed human being. Did they actually establish what the intended use of the laser was? Did I miss it or did I not retain that information i mean it was it was made for the military to wreck shit yeah so it was just it was just to blow things up laser yeah bro okay yeah bro
0: what what else are lasers for
1: what else do you do with lasers other than wreck shit L- uh listen to compact discs Um cd-rom those didn't exist yet cd like a
0: decade too early
1: rom no. Wasn't the first CD I think the first CD That was ever released Like the first album Ever released on Compact Disc Was uh Billy Joel album Maybe 50, 52nd Street Is that what it's called
0: yeah. it's the I've one never with heard a Billy Joel album In my life I think it's the one With Zanzibar on it Cool It's a good story Yeah Wow Riveting Yeah People at home Fact check Lex um, like Let us know There's
1: some trivia That's useless And then there's Some <laughs> trivia That's useless <laughs> Oh, man. Um,
0: I I remember really uh, liking the the design of the laser gun, like the, the military pew pew one. Um, and I think that I remember having some kind of like, I think we were doing construction on our house or something. And there I had found like a pole that also had like little holes in it. And so I was like, "Ha ha! I have the Howard gun." Because um, this was my jam. This was my jam when I was a kid. I was like, "Look at those crazy monsters! Look at that fun little duck! Ooh, baby, quack foo!"
1: But when you were a little kid, like how how young would you say, like like small kid, like five?
0: No, way le- way younger than that. Like by three,
1: maybe. So you, were watching, three or four? so you were watching the movie where Leah Thompson tries to have sex with a duck at three years old.
0: Yeah, I don't. Remember any of that? I don't remember any of the sex stuff. I only remember him coming and the monsters and the laser. That's that's a very ambiguous statement you just made. To Earth, him coming to Earth. He never came with Leah Thompson. She tried. She was like, "Yo, let's get some fucking." And, and even Howard like, was
1: super uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, "I
0: don't know if our I don't know if our anatomies work together." And also, yo, you coming on real strong. Um, and she's like, look, I just want some duck peen. You know what I'm saying? Though, one of my favorite lines from this movie as an adult is when they're um, in the backstage area of the, like, where the band, um, like, it's in the band green room or whatever, and Tim Robbins shows up, he has pizza, and then he's talking to one of the girls, and he's like, no sex, I'm working. <laughs> That's what's tattooed on my back, yo. No sex, I'm working. Yeah, no sex, I'm working. Oof. <laughs> uh, you know, so, sometimes you're just too busy, bro. Sometimes you just, you just, got, you're just preoccupied. Um, but same with Howard. He was, he was, he no sex. He was busy. He's like, don't. I'm, I'm doing tasks.
1: I have no time for pleasures. <laughs> I, I must accomplish my tasks.
0: Yeah, bro. Um. Yeah, I forgot all about. I actually, I don't even think, cause at that age, I didn't know what sex was. Right. So like, I just assumed like, if anything, slumber party. <laughs> um, She's really excited to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I also like don't think I had a concept of like any words that were being spoken. I think mostly it was all the visuals. Right. And so like, I knew that there was a a kid sized duck walking around. I knew at some point he played a guitar and I knew that at some point scary, scary monsters were coming through a tube um, and he stopped them. Those were the only things I understood. Um, I didn't know what a cigar was. I didn't know what a degenerate was. I didn't even understand that what the 80s were, I guess. But this movie was painfully 80s and it hurt me on the inside. Uh, that See, that aspect of it I actually found a bit charming. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, it was maybe, I guess, like, I, I liked the club stuff, like, cause that, that felt like not nostalgic 80s, but like authentic 80s. Everything else just felt like
1: they were trying real hard. They're trying, tr- fucking try hards over there. But it is g- genuinely a product of the 80s right in the middle of the decade. Right. So it's not, it's not as if it's. Poserish, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's what it was. Yeah, I, ge- I guess I wasn't
0: there. I mean, what year were you born? Later than that. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, us old folks, we uh, not we, that much fucking later we, than that. We old folks, we knew about the eighties. You know, we heard of we, Ronald Reagan. <laughs>
1: Have you heard
0: of? <laughs> What else happened to the 80s? Uh, A
1: lot of cocaine. Have have you ever heard of cocaine George Bush Sr.? Fucking cocaine and Duran Duran. (laughs) That's that's it. That's all I know about the 80s. Oh,
0: man. Um, But yeah. So, like, that was the movie. That's the whole movie. I
1: do think uh, what's interesting to me is the movies that I was reminded of most while watching Howard the Duck are movies that came out uh, subsequently and the two the two more than any others one is ninja turtles uh-huh. uh which we discussed earlier and the other is the bob hoskins super mario brothers movie
0: oh really yes i mean i could see that that one also had a very like it was it was specifically steampunk but it also felt pretty 80s as
1: well yes but that that was early 90s i believe yeah, yeah.
0: definitely um that movie in an, uh, that movie was also a train wreck Less so, less, I think, to the degree that, or more so than Howard the Duck, um, because that one had source material that it just shat on. It was like, and also caused Bob Hoskins
1: to drink himself. I know, like himself. the interviews, interviews he gave later, he was talking about how they would be doing shots between takes all the time, because yeah. they're just like, what is this? What are we doing? <laughs> um, to be fair, though. What is the what is the story of Super Mario Brothers as far as the source material? Right, princess gets kidnapped, and this plumber has to hop on stuff until he fights the dinosaur man and gets right. back.
0: Well, I if I remember correctly, I don't remember why this is in my brain. Um, but the original like everything that is Super Mario Brothers the movie was originally a different script, not Mario related. And then eventually the two movies became one in a way that just wasn't supposed to. Um, that makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah. So the, it was never supposed to be a, a Super Mario Brothers movie. But then they were just like, you know what? Why don't we just slap some stuff in there? This guy, Goomba now. This guy, King Koopa. Um, uh, We'll just add a scene in there Where they jump real high Using steampunk belts Yoshi boots. is a
1: scary looking velociraptor
0: Yeah, exactly This
1: ain't your dad's Yoshi kids <laughs> this, is this is the edgy Super hip cool. It's the poochie of Yoshi's <laughs>
0: <laughs> And it too Went back to it's original world um, Lex Michael, do you have final thoughts about this movie oh, before we head
1: out? We're done? We're done, yes. We could talk about Howard the Duck for hours and hours. We could. Um, do I we have, won't. Do I have final thought? It's wild how far we've come in terms of big screen Marvel adaptations. Yes. I suppose is my big thought. Because this is the weekend of Avengers Endgame, of course, and, I mean, you've seen it. I have. It's, uh... It's a it's a big it's big and epic and and ambitious. I am yes. Uh, I am looking forward. I really am looking forward to seeing what the animated series has in store. Uh, I'm hoping when Guardians Volume Three finally happens, we get another Howard cameo. I would like to know. I'd like. I would love maybe just do it as a one shot comic book. Bridge the continuities between the two. So you go from that Howard the Duck movie that that uh, point in the timeline and you tell a little like one shot story of how he goes from where we leave him at the end like jamming out on stage and stuff to being locked in the collector's museum right um i can just tell you right now the collector was like yo
0: i hear there was a dark overlord here and howard's like nope just me a duck and he's like i'll take that instead i'm benicio del toro
1: that's it. That's how, That's the whole... It's like three strips. That's, yeah, it's like a newspaper comic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kids, a newspaper uh, was... Uh, before smartphones, they used to bring you a big bundle of paper with the news printed on it. And oh. that's how you would know what was going on. Oh, interesting. What, and so uh, there's a section that's bigger on Sundays where they'd have a bunch of different comic strips. You know, Garfield, come on, everybody knows Garfield. Uh, Peanuts. Oh, blondie yep you got it fucking marmaduke, marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> all right but no that's that's my I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do with the character going forward uh this movie is an odd duck i wasn't gonna do it you were gonna I do walked it walked right up to the cliff yeah, it's like did. i'm not jumping off and then you pushed me uh it's, it's a pretty strange watch. It's uh, a lot of people, of course, the, the reputation of this movie, again, is that it was a massive failure, both critically and commercially. It's a bit enjoyable. It's actually a bit enjoyable to watch. If you go in, yes, uh, uh, calibrate your expectations. Yeah. Don't go in expecting Avengers Endgame, certainly. But it's real fascinating to watch, and especially through the prism of it is the first big screen marvel comics adaptation yeah it's it's wild to me that that's where we started and of all the characters to choose to adapt first that they went with howard the duck yeah
0: i you know i think george lucas was like look you know i don't want to spend any money on all these big guys it's like
1: people love ducks yeah <laughs> it's proto jar jar yeah it's like why do you think i i put that 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 mouth snout on jar jar it's because people love ducks Mm -hmm. it's my it's my revenge
0: (laughs) um yeah i i think that like i think that there are a lot of fun moments i think that like at the time people just didn't know what to do with it i think that we in in this current age are exposed to a lot more just like absurd content and so i think that we can appreciate it on that level as well um and I, I think that, yeah, it, it definitely borrows from a lot of movies. Like that end sequence was definitely like, hey, have you guys seen Back to the Future? Uh, so I, I get it. I think that like it it almost is as if a bunch of executives were like, this is before people started doing a lot of like demographic things, but they're like, least worked from these other movies and the 80s was all about like fish out of water tales like just
1: watch star trek four or five four is the one where they've gone back in time to then present day earth and uh something about whales
0: yep they got to go get whales and it's a it's a dumb fish out of water 80s movie
1: i remember that one actually being pretty good right like if you could buy into the premise that some crucial signal is identical to a whale call yeah once you buy into that it's just pretty solid still dumb
0: though still dumb lex michael i didn't write it (laughs) but what if you did what if we go and look at the credits and it's like lexation michael i'd be like where's my fucking check you don't get it. Where my residual? It's residuals? future you, bro. Future. That's uh, it's time travel works differently. You know, you can't affect your own timeline. But now my fucking f- my
1: past is my future and my future is oh, fuck. My eyes are crossing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, if
0: you watched Howard the Duck, what did you think about it? You know, do you feel like it's a cult classic? Do you feel like it was
1: too absurd for your own tastes? Uh, what are your thoughts? Were you able to process what you were saying? I, I struggled occasionally to process what was happening before my eyes. I do feel like they could have cut down that flying sequence by about an hour. Yeah, I agree. And I was having I a difficult time processing, like the number of times Tim Robbins almost falls off the plane. Yes. Um, I think they could have just cut the whole thing out and had them take a
0: fucking car because they literally got to where they were by... Uh, Just Jeffrey Jones Driving crazily for like Two minutes right so It wasn't that far guys you could Have walked you could have walked with your Own two feet but they had To make all the dumb duck flying Jokes so why not why not Have them do it why not have it be an hour And a half I'm not upset you're upset (laughs) (laughs) Just get to the cool laser Gun just just get to it Get to the more grabby creatures (laughs) Show
1: me, the, show me the creatures. Uh, I, will, I will say, though, I think it's worth checking out. If you're, if you're a comics fan, if you're a fan of uh, any of the Marvel movies of late, I think it's worth checking out as an oddity, yeah. as an interesting piece of history that I would argue is, is more than just a footnote. I would argue that regardless of how successful or not you find the movie to be creatively, it's a pretty pivotal moment in the history of comic book cinema insofar as, again, first time you saw that amount of money poured into a big screen adaptation of a Marvel property. Yeah, I'd
0: agree. Um, Guys, let us know your thoughts. Let us know how you feel about that sweet, sweet duck sauce. Um, Ew. You're, you yourself... Um, let us know on Twitter at MissingOutcast M I S S I N G O U uh, T C A S T, or you can hit up Lex Michael directly at uh, at the Lex Michael on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome! Or you can hit me up at Tari J T U R I J A Y. We hope that you had a wonderful weekend. We hope that you enjoyed uh, Endgame if you watched it. If you
1: didn't, hey. Go. Stop whatever you're doing and just go watch it. Uh, based on box office numbers, you probably saw it. Probably.
0: Um, I think our demographic definitely has some overlap with people who are definitely into that nerd shit. Fucking
1: dumbass costume (laughs) flying dumb (laughs) bullshit. It's hard. it's hard. I could barely force the words out facetiously. I could. I could see. He's it. It painting me. It was. Yeah. The, your eyes are bleeding blood. <laughs> that's. Yep.
0: That's <laughs> what they would bleed. <laughs> um, but we'll, we will talk to you next. Oh, we won't talk to you next week. Uh, next week we are off. Um, but we will be back the week after. Um, so until then, this has been the retrospective. That's introspective. And now you have a new perspective. It's like you took a refreshing drink. Ah. Gluck,
1: gluck, 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 Quack, gluck. quack. <laughs> quack, quack, y'all. Splash dance. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Okay. Did you know a turkey puppet once ran for the presidency of Ireland? Did you know that meat once rained from the skies of Kentucky? Did you know that there was an emperor of the United States for a while? Then listen to the Wiki Ship Down podcast. We live in an age when the sum total of humanity's knowledge can be found in your pocket on a smartphone at any given time. But when that knowledge is peer editable, like it is on Wikipedia, what does that say about mankind? So follow us down the digital rabbit hole as we drink, joke, and curse our way through the random button on Wikipedia and see where our journey through humanity's knowledge takes us. While you're at it, follow us on all social media at Wikiship Down. I'm Ruth Ann. I'm Ryan. And be sure to find us every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts.